Another week of Player One Fun Time on Sin. My name is Dem, and I am tonight joined by Connor and Nathan for another night of fun. As, I, as you may have guessed from, from the extended title I have given the show this evening, Player One, how good. We are loving it this evening. We are so excited to give you all of the information, all of the hot goss in the gaming world. But for now, check us out on all of our socials, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, our YouTube. Listen to us on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We have a great show coming up, guys. We're talking the Nintendo Direct that just happened. Cool information on Game Pass and changes to PS+. Plus. There is so much to come. We are so excited to tell you all we can. But of course, always remember that like, there are people here to support you. And if you feel like you just need to reach out and talk to someone, you can always talk to Beyond Blue on 1-300-224-636. That's 1-300-224-636 for Beyond Blue. Kids Helpline on 1-800-55-1800. That's Kids Helpline on 1-800-55-1800. And QLife Helpline on 1-800-184-527. That's 1-800-184-527. And uh, right now we've got the news. So It Takes Two has sold 5 million copies, which is pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, Dying Light 2 has a hidden fully rideable bicycle, which is, again, very cool. Uh, February's free PlayStation Plus games called Insulting by users being exact copy of the PS4 and PS5 titles freely available in January. Fun. Yeah. yeah, they just copy and pasted. Real sad. But I guess yeah. you get both now. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GTA 6 is in development, says Rockstar. Okay. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo will require a staggering 20 gigabytes of space. That's hey, just sad. At least, at least we got more gameplay of Ghostwire Tokyo <laughs> for once. Like, that's fun. Yeah. And there's a cat in it and it floats. There's a cat. There's a cat. I've sold. I'm going to buy it. It's sold. Thank you. Uh, Game Pass and Xbox Gold change up see possibilities for opt outs and refunds for 12 month subscribers. Which yes. was not apparently yeah. available before, which is true. No, it wasn't. <laughs> mm. Oh, you don't like it? Sucks to be you. <laughs> but now that is not the case. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossings. New Horizon is Japan's best-selling video game ever. Not bad. Mm. Uh, 1-2 Switch has been leaked to be getting a sequel. Indeed. People were upset about this, though, because apparently it was disappointing. I've never played 1-2 Switch, so well, I don't know. In fairness, if you, go to the, if, if you watch the Nintendo Direct, you're going to see why this 1-2 Switch is completely relevant now. <laughs> yes. True. Um. Oscar-nominated film studios are offering free art of books 
for films like Encanter and Luca and free screenplays in the form of PDF files online in wake of the awards. Yeah, so if you guys want to check out Encanto's art or Luca, uh, the Pixar film's art, I think there are also a couple of other studios doing it as well, or even the screenplays from some of those films. They're actually available all online for people to get around and enjoy in the meantime. And that's fantastic because art books can be as expensive as like $60 a book. So it's great. Yay. And uh, last but not least, Nintendo Direct on the 10th of February showed a whole lieu of games from Mario Kart DLC to a new Mario Strikers game to Portal on Switch to even Kirby eating a car. But still yes. no Zelda. Can you tell I wrote the news this week? <laughs> <laughs> it has been a very, very big day uh, on the 10th. It was a big, big day for everyone. And we learned so much, uh, which we'll be talking about during the show. Uh, yes. But for now, some new releases. Connor, would you like to jump in on those? <clears throat> I am ready to go. I have had 15 generic energy drinks, about 10 shots of espresso, um, a couple of cans of generic soft drink, and as well, you know, just had a couple of um, generic chalky milks as well to just spice oh, things up. Some chalky milk. A little bit of chalky milk. milk with Man's giving the... Giving the rapid fire releases with Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and possibly the final time or one of the final times get that Stadia Bell going. Sad face. Um, and also PC. Uh, Rumbleverse coming on February 15th to PlayStation 5, Xbox X Series S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC. February 17th, King of Fighters 15 coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, PC. Total War Warhammer uh, 3 coming also on February 17th to the PC. Uh, February 17th as well. Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. Eh. Uh, and then February 18th, really the biggest release of the bunch, uh, Horizon Forbidden West coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. And that's it. Beautiful. It's a, Believe it's a small it or not. week, but a good week. You know what? You got some big stuff in there with the new Horizon game. Listen, Assassin's Creed, overrated in my no, opinion. No, the Ezio collection, it's like my jam. I was so excited by that. And that, I'm excited for uh, Total War Warhammer 3. I okay, that I, can get, that I can get behind. But Connor is about to take us on a trip through memory lane of Stadia, the yes. platform that has fallen from grace. Yes, yes. I, uh, I have been seeing, I would say, the loose praises of Google Stadia and by that just acknowledging its existence because 99.9% .9 of the world have forgotten it. So... <laughs> Google Stadia, I believe, was initially announced on April of 2019. And the idea was you can play your games via the cloud on your phone, on your laptop, on your TV. You know, you can play it anywhere, anytime. You won't need to update your games because it'll do all that for you. Get the best version of games. And what immediately it was immediately snake bit because the head of Google who was presenting a part of this was like, oh yeah, I'm not a gamer. I don't play video games. And then it's like, oh wow, this is really off to a good start here. Um, <laughs> but it was launched in November of 2019 and immediately the reactions were meh. Um, this was partially due to because of the kind of service that it offered. So when you actually paid for a Google Stadia um, membership, specifically the more premium one, um, you are obviously the better quality streaming compared to the free version. Um, you also got a, a Stadia-based controller, which 
was the only good thing about Stadia. Apparently the controller was pretty good and as well a Google Chromecast Ultra, which um, you use to actually play the game. So it's saying you don't really, you don't need hardware to play these games, but you kind of do. Um, this is specifically for TV use pretty much. As long as a Chromecast is around, you can switch from devices. Um, you had to, even though you were paying a monthly fee to use Stadia, you still had to pay for games at full price, not even discounted, but full Absolute price. Bummer. So, um, and the the specific title that Stadia really focused on was Destiny 2, which was already out and no one cared. Well, people did care about Destiny 2, but like who's going to play it on Stadia? Um, a lot of focus was also put onto the Tomb Raider games, which by 2019 people did not care about Tomb Raider anymore. Um, Eleni is absolutely rolling over. I'm sorry, she ain't dead, but she's rolling over. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Eleni. I had to admit it. Um, but as well, just the drip feeder games just wasn't there. Um, there were going to be exclusives for Google Stadia, but the exclusive studio got shut down by Google themselves. Um, and then since then, it's just existed. Like that's that's the story of Stadia. Now they're just going to be selling the the streaming tools to other de- like to other developers. Like, yeah. cool. So sad. An absolute just just sad disappearance of a player. Yeah, like, I like the idea. I, I thought yeah. I thought the yeah. idea was very interesting and I thought like maybe in the future it could actually work. Well, Indeed. here's the thing. It's it was made by a company that did not know what like did not know the video game audience. So let's look at the other cloud initiatives from example, Microsoft. They have their X Cloud service, which if you already have Game Pass, you have access to that cloud service. So for example, if using xCloud, you could actually play Xbox Series X and S games off your Xbox One using the cloud streaming. So yeah, look at xCloud as the example here. Um, If you already have Game Pass, you have access to the service without any extra cost. On top of that as well, um, it allows you to play Xbox Series X and S games on an Xbox One using the cloud. So you do have that ability to play next-gen games on a previous-gen system at next-gen quality, depending on your internet connection, of course. Um, As well, on top of that, um, you can play these games on your phone and with a much better streaming quality than Google Stadia did. As well, Nintendo have dabbled in cloud streaming games if uh, we want Kingdom Hearts as the example. Um, It has had very mixed results. And when I say mixed, that's going to be on the the more so negative side of things because it hasn't been great. If you've played Guardians of the Galaxy on Switch, you'll completely understand. But if you have, you're not from Australia because you have better internet connections than us. Indeed. Thus... It, it leads me to be very sad because I, I loved doing the Stadia Bell. That was my bit. I loved it. It was stupid because no one cares about Stadia. We That's didn't even have I a can't... sound effect. That's the no. best part. Ring the Stadia Bell. There is just, no bell. We just went ding and that's it. We went ding. Indeed. There was no dong, but we went ding. No, there was no dong, but we went ding. But do we have any sort of post-mortem words for Google Stadia? Well, now that I know um, more about it, I kind of wish I'd understood it better. But I also, I, I think it's silly that they wouldn't go for a Game Pass style. But as you said, 
as you said, they just didn't know. They just didn't know. They could have known, but they didn't. Nor and did they care. Apparently, it was an EA executive who was helping run the show as well. So that should have yes. told us something. A former EA executive, yes. Which is exciting. <laughs> F in the chat. Yeah, F in the chat for Google Stadia. Hey, this is Phoebe Watson, and you're listening to Player One. And uh, we're talking about the Nintendo Direct that just yeah. happened. For us, Enjoy. it was today. Yes, um, as, you, as of the day of recording. <laughs> Which, it's still fresh in people's minds by Monday. Like, the fact is, there was a lot that they covered here. Like, I'm, this was a meaty Direct. Like Seriously. And there was a lot for everyone. Like... Yes, there was a lot of RPG focus, but there was a lot of other stuff as well. Um, we'll try and do this in like relatively chronological order of the show, but we're just going to get this mixed up entirely. Mm. Um, the first announcement that we saw was of a new um, Fire Emblem Warriors game. So, yes, which I don't, I'm not a Fire Emblem fan. No. Yeah, that, but I was confused over that. I was. It was explained to us though uh, in in Jacob's uh, "Let Me Explain" segment. Find it on any Sin podcasting format near you. If it is there, I don't know if we ended up uploading it. But anyway, at one point or another, Jacob uh, explained to us the plot of Three Houses, and now I believe the new one is. I don't have it written here. That's okay. Damn. That That's sucks. okay. Listen, we're not Fire Emblem fans to begin with, but. If there's one thing that I am kind of interested in and something that I was very surprised about, um, No Man's Sky is getting a Switch port. Wild, now, right? I did not, uh, out of all the games to get a Switch port, I was not thinking No Man's Sky. Um, and what was even better about it was there was no announcement of a cloud version. So Australia, right. guess what? We'll be able to experience this. Woohoo! Life is good. So many ports. We got a port of Portal and Portal 2. Yeah, yeah absolutely that astronomical. I think a lot, of people, Herbert, a lot of people were happy about that. Nathan? I'm I'm seeing Star Wars The Force Unleashed on the yes. list. Yes. What was that yeah, about? Yeah, that, that's actually going to be the Wii version of Star Wars The Force Unleashed, but this was that's going to be done by Aspire, who have been doing like all the Star Wars, like the old, old Star Wars games. So they've got a great track record and I doubt that, well, so I don't doubt that this will be awesome. Um, the next one that I could see was the was just like a heads up on Advance Wars. Mm. Um, the remakes or remasters of the first two games, that's going to be coming in April. Um, let's just see what we got as well. Uh, for okay. those who are wondering, it's Fire Emblem Three Hopes. That's why I got oh. it confused with Three Houses. Uh, I think it's a sequel of some description to the three houses which is exciting because it sounded like that was a jam-packed story yeah but yeah it's fire (laughs) emblem but what's even better than fire emblem is mario strikers that's oh i am so excited i used to love this game on gamecube i've never played so what exactly is mario strikers it's It's a soccer soccer game. game Um, but Mario. Oh, but Mario. And you do these like ridiculous, like bicycle kick style, like wild stuff. And in the GameCube version, you could unlock the all robot team, which had maxed out stats and just demolish everyone. Oh my God. Such, and this, they've now got 
customizable characters so you can like max your yeah, stats with different characters yeah, I saw so that. you don't have to use the same character at over it's but so cool as well though they spend a lot of time talking about this game like yeah. they spend like a good five to six minutes just on my on the new mario strikers game alone and i believe um, that might be because the last strikers game we had was on wii so it's been like oh. it, it's probably been close to 10 years yes like that oh. 10 long years. you're making me feel old hi <laughs> i'm old How yeah we're old <laughs> um and next up we had basically just a um an over an overrun of the salmon run for splatoon 3 which cool if you're into that you know i i like splatoon but it's just not my personal thing um then as well um just some stuff from Forever Entertainment doing a remake of a strategy game that has completely le- left my brain, but that's fine. Triangle strategy, was it? Uh, no, that's a completely different oh, one. I'm it trying was the to remember. It was the Chrono Trigger one. Uh, no. Chrono. No? No, that's a different one. It was like something that was never really, I don't think it was like released in the US. That, oh, or, sorry. Or, Earthbound? No, no, different never one. Mind. Never mind. Um, so Forever Entertainment, they're not a great company. They do terrible ports or remasters. Good so to hear. Good to hear. We had a Disney Kart Racer, which, okay, it's free to play. So get ready to spend your money on microtransactions. Oh, and he's here in the wings. Watch him go. But then we had a, like a scissor reel of like the Force, Star Wars The Force Unleashed, as was mentioned before. Um, then they had Assassin's Creed um, Ezio Collection. Yeah. Um, then there was... Uh, Chrono Cross, which was like the Chrono Trigger um, sort of announcement. Uh, let's see. As well, um, more uh, more footage of Kirby. That was good. That was exciting. I'm excited to see what else will be able to possess as that little pink ball. Yeah. Because- oh, my God. Seeing him like... <laughs> Seeing stretched him to, over a car yes that is the best thing that this world has ever seen um that should be the that should be a country's flag i, I um, love how they didn't try to like just make a kirby car they just went well I'll just put kirby over a car but, like some kind of strange cover for the car but here's the thing it gives like i think people were very excited about this game to begin with when it was first announced now this genuinely looks like Seriously. possibly one of the best games on the switch so keen on it I, i'm genuinely really i'm really excited for how it looks um it looks like it's going to be an absolute romp another i another game i kind of came to try out is taiko no tsutsujin tsutsujin oh yeah the rhythm game. i love it yeah, how i completely... yeah i've played this one before i've played it's... the previous game if you've ever been to an arcade in Japan, you'll see these lines of taiko drums where you can beat out like a dance dance revolution situation. Yes. Uh, yes. Five... These are good games. So good. So, so good. Friday Night uh, Funk is a similar thing. So good. We had, I... um, we had MLB The Show as well. Like I know. Baseball game. More sports games. I know. Nathan, what were you going to say before I cut you well, off with baseball? I was going to say um... – there's a Nintendo Switch Sports, which is basically yes. Wii Sports. Yeah, that that was like when everyone when they announced, everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> like, oh, legit! The concentration on sport at the moment. I can't believe none of us predicted it. We had a bingo page, a bingo, a bingo know. sheet on our Instagram, and I didn't even think to put sport on it because we've Whoa. had we've had NBA and we've had FIFA as well. It's wild. Well. What's even more wild, we're going to break this down in rapid fire because there's there's literally just so much to cover. 
We had Klonoa making its debut on the Switch. As we said, Portal is coming to the Switch. Uh, we had um, Metroid Dread update with some extra content. We've got um, just there's so much stuff. And then to sort of close it out, yeah, Earthbound coming to uh, the NES and Super NES. So Mario Kart's getting a whole bunch of tracks, which we will go into a bit later. How exciting. And you know what else is back? Back, back, back again. It's GTA. Apparently, yeah. GTA 6 is in development, guys. What are you doing? Well, let's hope it's not as bad as the GTA remasters. No, oh, actually, no. Yeah. no, I think you, they would put a lot more effort into this than GTA remasters. Oh, so bad. It's like, ah, yes, I want to see that every raindrop is perfectly rendered to a point yes. where it looks like a polygon. I don't I want, want it to, to look see, like rain, a polygon. I want to see the rain go up. <laughs> God, it's great. We love it when the game that comes it's... out in 2022 looks worse no, than the game that came out in it, 2006. Here's the thing, though. Literally, this game is probably going to break every sort of sales metric in history. Let's be honest. Seriously, here. after the success of Grand Theft Auto V, which is still selling at so well, and like, there's a PS5 copy coming out soon, and Xbox Series X, I believe, is coming out soon. I, yeah. I still haven't finished the story. I just mess around in it. Classic, classic cheat code vibes. Yes. So one thing I want to see in this new one, please give us cheat codes. (laughs) Was there cheat codes in GTA 5? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think so. I'm not sure. sure. I definitely went on a rampage for the tank I had spawned in definitely illegally through the system. I mean, it's in the game. So there you go. Like, unless you did like a mod kind of thing where you just spawned everything. Like, unless you created like a Superman um modern just spawned superman actually though let me see cheats yeah there you go cheat weapons cheats armor cheats invincibility cheats wanted level cheats all cheat codes i've I've heard that people like people are thinking like when will this gta 6 take place and people like it's going to be like in sort of like vice city themed or san andreas themed or liberty city like that kind of thing i'm like yeah like i for me i don't know I, I have never really been too big into GTA. Mm. I obviously bought the GTA trilogy because it was coming to Switch. I'm like, yes, I Exciting. want to play this on Switch. But um, like, yeah, like whether wherever they put it, whatever time period they put it, it's probably going to be good. Like given the, probably the budget, given the, God, the imagine the sales budget on this, like the, the, the marketing. It'll be yeah. insane. We won't get like just a, a, a map inside the game box. We'll get like a, no, no. a gold-plated plaque saying It'll give you like a Rolex. Yeah, except it won't be a good Rolex. It'll be made no, of polygons no, be and like rain. A, yeah, exactly right. So you got this. You understand that. I'm but, with it, man. Uh, but what's better than any sort of song is the Player One quiz. Now, I am joined by the two combatants, Dem and Nathan. Now, I've got to say, the past two quizzes, both myself and other competitors, have had a bit of a bad time. Um, so I hope that I can redeem the, the prestige of the quiz. So are you both ready? I am yes. ready. Okay, great. Can we test out those buzzers? Damn. Nathan. Fantastic. So uh, question one. Now, Spicy. I think you might get the theme here. Name one of the features that was originally planned for the Xbox One. Oh, <laughs> Dem. Dem? Inbuilt Connect. 
Cool. And Mason? Um, I'm going to say um, that it was um, the whole kerfuffle of no discs. So, Nathan, you, you've missed the mark by about four years because that came in the introduction of the Xbox One All Digital Edition or Xbox One Sad Edition. Um, oh, my Dem, God, the Sad you, Edition. <laughs> Dem, you've actually sad. snagged this point because, yes, ah. um, in the original model of the Xbox One, everyone's most hated feature, the Kinect, was bundled with the console. And guess what people did with the Kinect? They threw what it out. Threw it in the bed. <laughs> no, much. actually, I found, heard that it's one of like the mo- the cheapest and like highest yes. quality wide angle lenses you can get, but nobody cares about it because it was never a success. Exactly. So as well, it led to the firing of the man who t- was ahead of Xbox before Phil Spencer. So incredible. I know, right? We love. Uh, question two. Why did the Sega Saturn fail? the week after it released. Damn. Or, damn, yep. Wait, what were you going to say? So I was just saying, so instead of the week after, sorry, the week of release. I believe it was because the launch titles were not engaging enough. Like they just couldn't compete with what was going on around it. Uh, and that it was just a, a commercial flop. Okay. Um, Nathan? Um, I'm going to say that had some massive failure that like just made it unplayable unfortunately both of you were incorrect the answer that i put down was 2.99 oh it was so expensive so no so 2.99 was the announcement that the sony the head of sony announced at the e3 press conference in 1995 the day previous, Sega announced that the Sega Saturn would be releasing on that day as they announced it for $399. So I remember, oh. I remember the PlayStation when the, 1 was $100 yeah. cheaper. I remember when the PS5 came out, they were comparing the situation to that with price. Oh, my God. How did I know? Oh, well. Life goes All on. Right. We're still doing better than last week. Yes. Yes. Dan, yes. <laughs> you are still currently ahead with one and question three, what did the Virtual Boy and the Game Boy have in common? Oh, sorry, not, not the Game Boy, sorry. The Game & Watch. Sorry, my bad there. Game & uh, Watch. Nathan. Nathan. Um, they only had like one colour. That's a pretty good answer, but incorrect. Damn. They not did... the answer that I want. They didn't have a Mario launch title. You are also incorrect. The person who basically the Game & Watch and the Virtual Boy had the same person running both projects. Oh, Uh, oh, that's so neat. (laughs) The late Gunpei Yokoi, um, who was the spearhead behind the Game & Watch and the Virtual Boy. Holy moly. Now... Question four. This will be the last one before we go into our next song. Now, this will be a two. This will be two answers because both of them were both of them were pretty crappy. Um, what was what was the PSP's successor? Dem. Dem. The PS Vita. Yes. 
But there is also a second answer to this. And Nathan, I want to see if you've got this. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. All right. So, Dem, you've taken this one. The other answer that I was looking for was the PSP Go. Oh, my God. Was there a, was like a little, little baby, little baby That's moment? That's the one. Yes. The all-digital PSP, which flopped miserably. Oh, no. But uh, currently, Dem, you are running away with this. Uh, I am with, good at trivia, everyone. With three points. Nathan, you're still yet to hit the board, but don't worry, we'll get there because I'm pretty sure you'll know this next one. And in fact, I do want Nathan to get this point. So Nathan, you're going to go first regardless. <laughs> okay. So Nathan, what was the Xbox 360's fatal flaw? The Red Ring of Death. That is absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> that was unfair. So, I would have gotten that too. Here's a fun one. for Now, this one, I want, to you, want both of you to use your creativity here. Um, name a failed video game movie. Dem. Uh, Dem, you can go first. Willy's Wonderland was supposed to be Five Nights at Freddy's The Movie, uh, but <laughs> the script got canned and then Nicolas Cage picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> is if that's the one that I am thinking of. Oh, I'll find. Oh, hang on. Okay, okay, yeah. You know what? I'll give that. I'll give Yay! that because that is Yay! that is pretty much Five Nights at Freddy's. There, close niche, enough. Niche, uh, niche Nathan, content. Nathan, everyone. you got you got this one. This is not out of the box at all, but um, yep. the the original Super Mario Bros. You know what? Listen, it's just as memorable. So you've got this one most definitely, <laughs> Nathan. So. The next question. Okay. This one might be a little bit niche, but I hope, but you know what? I'm willing to at least give the clo- the point to the closest answer. So what was a famous quote that an EAPR rep on the Star Wars Battlefront 2 subreddit say, which led to the most downvoted comment in Reddit history, which also this took a Guinness World Record. Do you want the actual comp? What what it was? I will. What- I will at least grab a close enough paraphrase. Damn, damn, Nathan. I'm actually surprised you didn't say anything because I think it was something that you were talking about the other week. Um, they were announcing uh, the uh, microtransactions for playable characters in the game, uh, and people were. Baby, they were not happy. <laughs> okay, okay. Nathan, do you have any ideas on this one? I'm, I'm guessing the same thing. Like, it's probably like they were announcing all the microtransactions and the loot boxes and stuff. Okay. I don't know whether to give you guys the point or not because you know what? Screw it. It's my it's my quiz. You both get a point. Yay! But what was so, it essentially, so essentially, people were. Um, frustrated by the lack of, uh, I'd say, adequate progression to unlock characters like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, because um, you had to grind up to basically 50 levels, which putting in hundreds of hours of gameplay. Now, the EAPR rep said that it caused a sense of pride and accomplishment oh. to unlock these characters. Now, that led to the most downvoted comment in Reddit history, and there is a reason why Star Wars Battlefront 2 was never good to begin with. <laughs> and oh in fact, God. led to practically 
um, the whole uh, legal battles against loot boxes by governments from around the world. So mm. that was that was like the big stepping stone. Now, this one I, I feel like you should all get if you've been listening to the player one. Woohoo. Question eight, and this will be the final question. What was, Go- what was Google's failed video game project? Nathan. Nathan, you were the first to this one. The Stadia. Yes, you are 100% correct. The Stadia bell is, uh, is now no longer here, but yes, Google Stadia uh, was the answer. Now, this one, Dem, you have taken this one. So, Dem, you have answered... You have five points. Nathan, I have five points. Because I, I did give I did give points to both of you for the same question. Because I'm like, screw it, you guys got close enough. I really I lost five. count there. I'll take five. That's, yeah, that's Nathan, chill out. you finished up with three. I'm gonna give you. I think you got yeah. three on this one. So, Jimmy, congratulations, you have won the quiz. Now, successfully redeemed myself from week one, where I successfully redeemed yourself. Tone. Now, your next quest <laughs> is to redeem your redeem your quiz you hear that everyone i get to make another quiz get ready I know. niche 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 i'm so keen guys i'm Even... really keen hi i'm mike pollock the voice of dr eggman you're listening to player one on sin but you probably already knew that hold on a second dim i where where nathan go no michael don't do it it's not no. worth it michael transactions has taken nathan again oh i can't horror. believe it what will no. we do well, we'll carry we, on. Well, I was going to say the only thing we can do is tell us where Michael Transactions is hiding, and you can reach out to us by going to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Player One Sin. Please tell us where he is. Has he sold Nathan as a part of a loot box? Uh, but if you want to hear more about our fears of Nathan being turned into a loot box, Go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Omni, all those great places. If they don't have us on their platform, then they're not a good podcast platform. And then as well, you know, listen, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Even though we don't have Nathan here to, to, to bring in the show and bring in the hype, we can just bring as much hype. We've got a lot happening here. But as well, like... Oh my God. Like we've got Nintendo financials. We got just, listen, how many tracks are too many in Mario Kart? We don't know. That's what we're going to figure out. But listen, like, okay. To actually like be serious for a moment, like jokes aside, um, the world is still difficult out there. Um, obviously COVID is still impacting everything. Um, we're still, a lot of us sometimes even are scared to even go into the city of Melbourne because um, we do not want to catch COVID and be stuck inside. And that plays a toll on people. So if you are struggling in any way, shape or form, please reach out to Beyond Blue at 1300 224 Kids Helpline at 1-800-55-1800. And as well, QLife at 1-800-184-527. They will be... Um, there and willing to listen to you if you are struggling in any way. Hello, this is Howard Scott Warshaw. I created Yars Revenge, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the ET video games for Atari way back when. And I just want you to know that you are not only listening, but you are enjoying Player One on Sin. Go on, enjoy it. I'm sitting here with Connor to talk about one of the greatest things you can talk about in video games. 
financials. Yes, but I'm excited because this is all Nintendo because guess what? We love Nintendo here. And exactly. You love the Switch. And guess what? Over 103 million people love the Switch because the hardware sales have reached 103.54 million units, which makes it Nintendo's best-selling um, best-selling console. Oh. So oh. it's the best-selling home console. Now, it does lag behind the portable consoles, which include the Game Boy and Nintendo DS. So then the Game Boy is sitting at one point, sorry, 118.69 million units, whilst the Nintendo DS is at 154.02 million units. So will the Switch reach those heights? I don't think so, but to, this is still a huge, huge accomplishment given where Nintendo was when they were in the Wii U era. Totally. It's, it, it's insane. Like the printing money years, the, the amazing years that were. And a lot of it is going to both, obviously, what initially grabbed people to the Switch to begin with, the hybrid style of console um, for handheld play and docked play with also high quality games being mm. played in your hands. Like, what? guess what sold me on the Switch? Skyrim on the Switch. That's Seriously. the reason why I bought it. Pokemon on the go. I mean, like Pokemon already on the go, but Pokemon on the TV and on the go. That's what got me. Uh, I genuinely believe it was an incredible move by them. And their numbers reflect it, don't they? Oh my God. Yes. It's just great to see. Still awesome news. Um, It's probably outsold. It's probably getting close, if not outsold the, the PlayStation 4. So if not, it's around that ballpark. But as well, along with the updated console um, statistics, we also have the top-selling game statistics. Now, Dem, we're gonna oh. do uh, we're gonna do a, a little bit of a, a, a quizzy quiz here. Uh, I want you to guess the top ten selling, top ten best-selling <laughs> Switch games from ten to one. So, okay, 10. I will. What I will do, actually. Actually, you know what? We're going to swap it around. I'm going to tell you the game. I want you to guess how many <laughs> units have been sold. Okay. I feel like this is going to oh, be Oh, no. Um, will you tell me if it's triple digits or sing- uh, double digits? Uh, no, you're just going to have to guess. So, <laughs> oddly enough, at number 10, this one's actually quite shocking with the amount that it's sold. Um, Ring Fit Adventure. Now, oh. I want you to guess how many units has Ring Fit Adventure sold? 50,000. Uh, well, you're well below the mark at okay, 13.53 it... million units. Wait, was that 113? No, 113.53 million. I'm talking yeah. 13 million people bought oh, Ring Fit Adventure. Okay, yes. I forgot to put the million on the end. <laughs> that would help. No. You forgot to put the Dr. Evils on there. Oh, the because they always say 100,000 and stuff like that. I, I know, but this one's actually quite surprising given how fairly recent it is. Um, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which oh, wow. just released back in November, took the number nine spot. What, how many units do you think Pokemon Shining Pearl and uh, Brilliant Diamond sold? So it's more than one one. Sorry, it was one one three 
thousand million or was it one one million? One one, one, one three point five three. One, sorry, say it again. 13.53 million units. 13.53. Okay, that, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, 13.53 million. That's, That's okay. a lot. That is a lot. I believe it was somewhere around 17 million units. You, you shot above the mark there. It Dude, is 13. 13.97 million units. So nearly 14 million units within like the first three months of its release, which is kind of insane to think. Oh God, if we go through all 10 of these, my brain yeah, I know. Gonna blow up. Oh, I know. I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Um, cool. Next one, we have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Okay, I'm going to say uh, 14 million. You, you know what? You're pretty close there. Um, 14.33 million units. Not too bad. Fantastic. Now, the next one, Super Mario Party took oh. the number six spot. Uh, what did we have? We had 14 million? Let's yep, 14. go 14.3 million. Uh, you are a bit under the mark there. We have 17.39 million units. God, it jumps. It jumps. Um, it just jumps. But, oh. you know you know what? I'm going to blitz through the rest of these because, damn, I feel like... I'm bad at numbers. Like, like the previous two quizzes, we're not going to get any winners. Um, Super Mario <laughs> Odyssey takes the number five spot at 23.2 million units. That's really cool. Mm. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield for 23.9 or 90 million units, so 23.9. Um, get her, Remember when people were going to boycott Pokemon Sword and Shield? I wonder right. where all those people are now. Mm. Um Breath of the Wild sitting at the number four spot with 25.8 million units. Then next up, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at 27.4 million units. Holy moly. Think of all of those game passes. I know, right? And wow. then number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons at 37.62 million units. Shoot. It just can't get to number one because number one, as always, has been Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Beautiful. At a staggering 43.35 million units. Incredible. Can you imagine how many units there would be if they hadn't already released it on the Wii? Oh, wait, it would be the same because nobody bought the Wii. Oh, well, no, no one bought the Wii U. No one bought the Wii U even. My a bad. Lot, a lot of people bought the Wii, apparently. A lot of people bought the Wii. Not many people bought the Wii U. I, I know. am, in fact, thinking about my... my uh, uh my my versions of the Wii in incorrect order unfortunately but you know what is yes. correct do you what know what is, is correct, correct? What not is me correct? currently with any of those numbers which I, I i i stand by the fact that i don't have a clue what they would have been but you know what one part of the nintendo direct that was always going to be highly anticipated was uh the more information on the new kirby game the forgotten land um well boy did we ever get much did we ever get more details we now if we now found out that Kirby cannot eat a car. Yeah, he just drapes himself around it like he's like some kind of tarpaulin of some description. Yeah, and, he, and, and it's like for some reason, somehow, I'm guessing his tongue just sort of drives the car. But it actually is, it's, it's created like the best image of Kirby everyone's, anyone's ever seen. So please, we both recommend that you go out of your way to watch this because it is actually very funny. Like there's Kirby with the card. There's Kirby when he tries to eat a cone and. 
oddly enough, all of these do have like purpose, like purposeful use in the game. It's not just for sillies. Like you can be a cone and use it to like spike down on things, but it got us thinking if Kirby, if Kirby was to more or not to morph, but to eat, try to eat something else, what would it be? And what would its ability be now? I'll, I'll, I'll hit this one up because I think I've got a good one here, Dem. I think I've got a golden one here. Uh, I would love to see Kirby try to eat Bubsy 3D, just a copy ah, of Bubsy 3D. Whole, just like like a pink glove, a round Bubsy. Yeah, Incredible. yeah. And then the ability of eating Bubs, trying or trying to eat Bubsy 3D would be that it turns it turns all the Kirby games into Bubsy 3D. Incredible. I, I, yep. Incredible. I feel Incredible like that's amazing. It'd be amazing because I particularly, I would love to see what else Kirby could rub a glove, pink rubber glove himself around. Like there seems to be unlimited options, does there not? Well, what would you want to see though? Well, exactly. I was just thinking then, what would I want? Because there are so many things. I'm looking around my room and thinking, what would Kirby, would it be cool for Kirby to take control of and just not become, like you wouldn't, that's the, what I love about this. He doesn't become the item. He just wraps he just himself takes control. around. It's, it's great. Yeah, it, it, it's like he, I'm trying to find a really good comparison here, but there really isn't just because of how it looks. Mm. Like it's just, it's something that you just need to Google, but also make sure that safe search is on because probably someone's done some naughty things to it. Indeed. Wouldn't it be interesting if Kirby just took over like a typewriter or something like, yeah. or even like a TV? Would he like, would he make his own shows or would he surf, surf channel surf or something like that? I feel like if it was with a typewriter, his ability would be to shoot Oh, that's actually a good one. I'm trying to think, what would he use for a typewriter? You know what? He'd shoot out the keys, and all the keys would just spell Kirby. Ah! And then that's how he ends out of the rather uh, exits out of the power by. Uh, yeah, by you, you type in Kirby. Keys. Yeah, you just type. Yeah, you hot keys a typewriter. Oh my god, that's the ultimate hot key. Oh, that's what they'd be called as well, hot key. It'd be incredible. Sticky keys, Kirby. Um, Sticky key, Kirby. Yeah, but as well, you know what? I would love to see Kirby try to eat a printer because I would oh. picture the ability that it would shoot paper and it would kill whatever enemy in sight. I feel like that would be, it would, it'd give him paper cuts. It'd give him paper cuts and they'd be down for the count. But he could print so many things. He could print on sticker paper. He could print on standard paper. He could print on high GSM paper. I know, right? Stick all that in a manila folder and guess what? You got his portfolio right there. Indeed. But you're listening to Player One on Sin with myself, Connor, and damn, Nathan has still been taken by Michael Transactions. <laughs> um, he has, in fact, sold him as a part of the Battle Pass. Um, but No! I know, I know. And on top of that, it's a random reward. Um, but Bad. now we're going to be talking about something that isn't paid for, and that's Easter eggs in games. We love them. We do indeed. They can be anything from Easter eggs from other games, Easter eggs from folklore, such as like Bigfoot and Grand Theft Auto V, no, or, yeah, even, or even just games jumping in from other games. What brought this to uh, this to what brought this to our attention was Dying Light's bicycle, which is hidden and freely rideable, which sounds like an absolute romp of a time. So, so, uh, so Connor, what's what's a bloody uh, what's a good Easter egg that you love to see? You know what, my one of my favorites um is anything from Doom Eternal. So, 
um, in Doom Eternal, in the Fortress of Doom, which is like your sort of spaceship kind of thing, where Do- Doom Guy has his own like little, uh, I'd say rec room. He has like a P- he has a PC setup, and in the game you can find uh, little uh, floppy disks to play levels of Doom Two on in Doom Eternal. So you're playing a game within a game, um, as well. There was another great one where it has a throwback to the original perp, like the original concept of Doom, where demons took Doom Guy's rabbit, Daisy the rabbit. There's like a portrait of Doom Guy holding a, the super shotgun whilst holding his rabbit just in his hand. Um, you have stuff for like Commander Keen. Um, the um, there's a, apparently a shout out to Markiplier's dad in a in the oh. bookshelf. And as well in the bookshelf that if you actually look closely, there is the uh, Vault Dweller Survival Guide from Fallout. But speaking of Markiplier, if you've played the um, the, the original Subnautica, um, there is a part in the game where you find a, um, a, a crushed life pod. It's basically just destroyed. And when you go exploring into it, you find the blueprints to create a mini Markiplier that you can put on any, like on like a table or something oh like that. Oh my God. And when you interact with it, it'll do like Markiplier quotes. Oh my God. That's so cool. It's really funny. I don't think they did it for, I don't know if they've done it for someone in Subnautica below zero. I haven't discovered it, but in the original Subnautica game, there is a little Markiplier. Is that because he took his his uh, scuba situation too deep or something like that in his playthrough? Because I remember he, he was one of the earlier people to be uh, playing it. And I stopped playing it because I really wanted to play uh, Sorry, stopped watching it because I really wanted to play it. Um, so that's really interesting because I wonder where the story took us. It, it is a really good game. Like, I would highly recommend it. Granted, if you have a fear of, like, uh, the deep sea, then nice. probably don't play it because cool. you yeah, will nice. be scared by that because there is there are a lot of scary creatures i'll tell you what i'm terrified by minecraft so that's really encouraging uh my my easter egg loves are, are far less interactive it's more just how in some nintendo games like in the photography corners i think the wind waker one's the best uh version of this in the at the forest haven when you go through uh all of the forest haven and all that and complete the second dungeon you get to a point where you can open up the photography lounge or the photography club i don't remember what it's called uh where a guy will be there and he'll sculpt things from the game if you take photos of them and there are some some little easter eggs like a a sculpture of a gamecube or that might be in that might be in 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 majora's mask actually you know what never mind uh there's all sorts of different easter eggs like there's uh, a sculpture of zelda's face there's characters in the background there's i think there's like a pot from one of the other games there's all sorts of just like little hints from other games appearing in this wind waker gallery and it's really cool um that's a that's a solid favorite of mine there's also like the notched pickaxe in skyrim which was a fun vibe it's a reference to minecraft it's at the top of a mountain that kind of stuff Uh, it's just like those those little graphical moments where you're like, is this a reference to something? Those are my favorites. And uh, I think it's always fun to see them. I know that there's also another one in Mario 64. It's uh, more of a folklore situation where like if you clip your head through a certain block, you'll see a tiny door. Actually, that I don't remember if that was in. Now I'm like, oh, was that in Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine? But there's a tiny door or a tiny book. Is a book and a door, I remember. I don't know. I don't no, know, but it's really cool. I don't cool. know, Mario. It's interesting that they would hide such a strange thing 
in the in the in the polygons of the game it's really cool uh, why don't you tell us some of your favorite easter eggs on our socials at any time i sounds like an absolute vibe to me what do you reckon connor oh yeah absolutely go hit us up please tell us as well that you miss nathan and what michael transactions to release him from the battle pass and unfortunately i do have some bad news dem sure. uh, nathan has been sold as an nft loot box no um, I know, not just a loot box, but also an NFT specifically made by Atari because that's all they're good at. Um, you you know, one part of the Nintendo Direct that we did briefly go over, but not in much detail, was there was rumors about potentially a new Mario Kart game. Well, we didn't get that. Instead, we got a lot of courses coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Indeed, it's like, so exciting. It, it's really brought up the argument of how much content is too much content. Indeed. So the Nintendo seems to be playing the game they played with Smash Brothers by bringing out a series of releases in, uh, I think it's how many, how many bloody things? Is it? Oh. Like 48 six tracks. Waves. There you go. There's six waves of all these courses and it's incredible. And the first wave will consist of a fantastic range. We've got Paris Promenade from Mario Kart Tour, Toad mm -hmm. Circus from the 3DS game, uh, Ch uh, Choco Mountain from N64, oh, yeah, Coconut Mountain. Mall from Wii. I mean, yes. they, had to, they bloody, they ran it with Coconut Mall music in the like, background. They know. Coconut Mall is the best track in Mario Kart, period. It is, in fact, the peak track. It's true. After that, we have Tokyo Blur from Tour, Shore Ridge from the 3DS title, uh, Shy Garden by from the three uh, from the Game Boy Advance, and Ninja Hideaway from Tour, uh, okay. which is an incredible list of remastered uh, remastered courses for yeah. our first wave. It's very exciting. Well, is the thing, and as well, I think if there wasn't going to be a Mario Kart Nine. I'm at least happy that they're going to continue to support Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, mm. And as well, to add to this, if you have the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online, you will get all these for free. Now, obviously, this does add a bit of value to the expansion pack. Um, now, I must say, instead of just getting like the happy home designer, but, you know, obviously the N64 games, but, you know, guess who bought the expansion pack to play N64 games and just decided not to use them? Was it you? Absolutely. But does this make the, does this make the expansion pack more valuable for me? No, because I don't play Mario Kart. Oh my god! No, it's such a vibe though. I was like, it might be worth it now because I wasn't gonna buy the N sixty four. I wasn't gonna buy it because I was like, it, I don't have the Pro controller, the the N sixty four Pro yeah, controller, yeah, yeah. which so I do kind of like, want to get. Which would be awesome, wouldn't it? But it does add a bit of value to it. I actually do wholeheartedly agree. It's it adds a level of value now that you can slot, you can justify it to an extent now for Indeed. the expansion pack. But as well, I'm I'm kind of excited. My sister owns the game, so I'm going to go over and play Coconut Mall about a billion times because best track, best tunes. Hey, what's up? This is Family Jewels, and you're listening to Player One on Sin. You're listening to Player One on Sin uh, with Connor. Uh, Dem, who has also been taken by Michael Transactions, as well as Nathan. He brought him back for the quiz, and now he's just taken him away and sold him as a part of a premium loot box NFT cosmetic performance-enhancing skin. 
I can't believe it. And on top of that, he's also been sold as an emote. So thank you, Michael Transactions, whilst Dem has just been sold um, just as cosmetic DLC. Nothing else, nothing, you know, just there. You know, it doesn't, it thankfully does not impact the uh, the game's performance or doesn't provide a competitive edge. But listen, to we're going to be closing out the show today. It's time to close that shop window from open to closed. We close out another week here at Player One and boy, We've had a lot to talk about here. It didn't help that we had a Nintendo Direct that took up a lot of time because it happened today as a recording. But thank you for listening to us talk about how much we love Nintendo. And thank you for listening to us ramble about games for three hours. You guys have done awesome. You guys are doing great. Uh, but if you want to hear more about, if you want to hear more of us talking about games, you can check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Omni, all those fantastic places. Hey, go check us out in the social media realm at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Player One Sin. Tell Michael Transactions to bring back our boy, Nathan. And as well, you know, go check us out on YouTube for some cool video content. But uh, to, to close out today, I hope you had fun. I hope you had a good time. You know, just enjoy some games. There's going to be a lot to look forward to. You're doing great. Have a good night, everyone.